human touch. It may be more important to our health and our well-being than we give it credit for. We're going to talk about the importance of human touch on this episode of the Driving with Rob podcast. Human touch can do so much for our mental and physical well-being that the lack of human touch may be one of the casualties of the coronavirus COVID-19 quarantine. Just the fact that we're not around other people, that we're not having physical contact with other people. They're calling it social distancing. The human beings need to stay at least six feet apart from each other. And you say, yeah, that's with strangers, that's out in public. We don't have to do that when we go home. Well, a lot of people are doing it in their homes. A lot of people are practicing a a certain amount of social distancing in their own homes because of the fear and panic that's going along with the COVID-19 virus. But physical human touch is a very, very important aspect to our lives. And you think about these people that live alone, and now they can't go out. And the governors and the leaders of all these countries have all got their own version of a quarantine and their own version of social distancing, which basically says avoid human contact. But human contact is very, very important, and I think it's vital to our well-being and maybe even to your physical health. Now, if you go online right now and you Google human touch, the first couple of things that are going to come up are, uh, I think it's... uh, Rick Springfield and uh, Bruce Springsteen, I think they both released a song called Human Touch. But what you will see is you will see just page after page after page on Google about the importance of human touch and the health benefits of human touch. Now, some of the things that it does for you, they studies have shown that simple physical human touch can reduce stress, reduce anxiety, it lowers your blood pressure, And in patients, especially uh, patients in the hospital who are having chronic pain or maybe they're on morphine or something like that because their their pain is so great, that patients report their pain levels were lower when somebody held their hand. I think we underestimate the importance of human touch. Human touch causes your body to release something called oxytocin, a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is kind of like a a brain chemical balancer, that when you have a certain level of oxytocin in your bloodstream, that you are more calm and more relaxed and less prone to anxiety than those who don't have it or don't have enough. And some studies make the argument that that's where the health benefit of physical human touch comes from, is from this release of oxytocin. But I think it's more than that. I think it's a a physical need that we have to physically touch other people and to have them touch us. Whether it's a hug, a pat on the back, a hand on a shoulder, somebody holding hands with you, that there is definitely a health benefit, both physical and mental, to simple human touch. There are a lot of studies about children who tend to be bullies or tend to be more violent or tend to act out or have emotional behavioral problems that they tend to calm down and de-stress a lot faster with a comforting hand on a shoulder. How many times have you seen this play out? Where there's a, a child who may be crying because something had 
had upset them or they're having an emotional day or something's just not going right in their life. And the teacher goes over and puts her hand on the child's forearm. Well, as soon as they make physical contact, usually the child doesn't jerk away unless there are underlying reasons why they would want to jerk away. Usually it calms the child down. Just that simple human touch conveys more than their words can. There's a certain feeling of trust that comes in immediately with human touch. If you're in a a serious situation like a disaster relief, flood relief, hurricane relief, tornado relief, what do you see the rescuers and caregivers do? They'll put their arm around the shoulder of the person they're trying to help because that does help. That physical human touch reassures people and makes people feel safe and makes people feel like it's going to be okay. All of a sudden, you're not alone. All of a sudden, you're not enduring this by yourself. That's what that human touch does for you. Think about preemies, premature babies in the hospital. For whatever reason, they were born way before their due date And it's not safe for the babies to go home. They need to spend some extra time in the hospital. And if they're way, way early, sometimes uh, their lungs have to finish developing and all kind of different things. But bottom line is they need round-the-clock medical care. So they keep these preemies in the NICU. They keep them in the hospital for an extra few days, a couple of weeks, ever how long it takes until the babies can function on their own outside of the hospital. They always ask for the parents to come by as often as possible to hold their babies because there's a bonding that takes place through the physical touch. Skin-to-skin contact with that baby is very, very important. They have this thing they call kangaroo care where they will have skin-to-skin contact while you're holding the baby because when babies have that skin-to-skin contact, especially with their mothers, They sleep better, they develop faster, they have a lower incidence of infections, they gain weight faster, and they leave the hospital faster. And there are even programs where volunteers from the March of Dimes or from wherever who will go and hold the premature babies in the hospital. And the hospitals encourage it because it is so vitally important for these premature babies to have that physical touch because they get well and they get stronger and healthier so much faster just through human touch. That there's something magical about human touch. And we had someone in our church one time who was a missionary or had go- or someone who had gone with missionaries. I can't remember who it was. But anyway, they came back and they told a story about being in this foreign country where there was a leper colony. And that one of the things that they did on their missionary trip, representing Christ as they went out into these villages, to show the love of Christ, they went to these leper colonies, where everybody there had what we now call Hansen's disease. But not too many years ago, it was called leprosy. And you can't even talk about leprosy without talking about how Jesus healed people of leprosy. And if you read the stories from the New Testament about Jesus coming in contact with the lepers, the people that had leprosy, one of the things that the lepers had to do, because back then, 2,000 years ago, people didn't know what leprosy was. They didn't know what caused it. They thought it was a curse 
from God, and not only a curse, but a very, very contagious disease. And people that had leprosy couldn't be around other people. And when anybody approached someone with leprosy, the lepers were required by law under penalty of death to shout unclean to let people know that they had leprosy and they weren't to come in contact with other human beings. And what was the first thing that Jesus did? Jesus came upon this man with leprosy. Jesus immediately walked over to him and put his hands on him, put his hands on his face. But before Jesus healed him, he had that physical human contact, that skin-to-skin contact, and then he healed him. Because some of these people in the Bible, just like people with leprosy today, never felt human touch because they had leprosy. Maybe they had it from the time they were a small child. You can live with leprosy for many, many years. And some of these people have gone years and years and years without being touched by another human being. Ever. But in order to heal the person with leprosy, Jesus had to put his hands on him. But when this missionary that came to our church was talking about going to this village where everybody in the village had leprosy, we know it is Hansen's disease today. It's not impossible to catch leprosy from somebody else, but they say... And you again, you can Google it. You can go online and look. They say that 95% of all the human beings on earth have a natural immunity to it, that they can't catch it. But 2,000 years ago in Jesus' time, they didn't know that. And that in order to catch leprosy from another person, you have to have almost daily contact with these people, even if you are one of the 5% who can catch it that you still have to spend a lot of time with these people and you can't catch it through physically touching somebody with leprosy. So this missionary was talking about how they were briefed on leprosy and how you can't catch it, there's no danger that you would catch it. Unbelievably rare occurrence that you would actually catch it. There is a treatment for it and we can cure you of it if you do catch it. So they went into this leper colony and the missionary that they were with, the person that was leading this trip told them what these people need more than food, more than shelter, more than clothing, more than anything is just simple, physical, human touch. Don't be afraid to touch them. Don't be afraid to approach them. This is what they hunger for the most. And this person told this heart-rending story of meeting with these people in this foreign country that had leprosy. And as soon as they would touch them, just put their hand on their shoulder or hold hands with them or touch their face, that their eyes would well up with tears because it had been so long since they had had physical contact with another human being. Everybody else that lived around there still thought like they did 2,000 years ago that someone with leprosy was unclean and you can't touch them or you'll catch it. So these people, a lot of these people had spent their whole lives or most of their lives, being deprived of human touch. And as soon as they felt contact with another human being, physical touch, physical contact with another human being, that they would begin to weep because it was such a powerful thing for them to feel, having never felt it before. When my mom was dying of cancer, and there was absolutely nothing I could do for her, She didn't really have the strength to even carry on a conversation with you. 
I would sit by the bed and hold her hand so that she could feel that I was there because there is a power in physical touch. If someone is sad, someone's depressed, or feeling very anxious and very manic, just to touch them on the arm, put your hand on their shoulder, put your arm around them, it helps. It helps them to de-stress. It helps them to calm down. It helps them to have that feeling that everything's going to be okay. And there is something to be said for romantic touching, intimate touching. But in this over-sexualized society that we live in now, I've heard it said, and I've read it online, that holding hands is one of the most powerful, intimate things you can do with another person because nobody holds hands anymore. The difference between walking with your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, and walking holding hands is just, it's, it's an exponentially more intimate act when you have the skin-to-skin contact of touching hands. Kids who grow up who weren't hugged and weren't held and weren't loved have a much higher risk of having depression and emotional problems later on in life. In the late 60s and early 70s, they were encouraging women to bottle feed, to give babies formula, rather than breastfeeding because that would free up the mom and free up the mother who could go on with her career. And in just a few years, the research started showing that babies who were breastfed had better immune systems, they slept better at night, they grew faster, grew stronger, were more well-adjusted as they grew up than kids that were bottle-fed. And a lot of doctors talking about the magic of mother's milk and how the immune system of the mother is passed on through the milk to the baby, and that that was why breastfeeding was better than formula. But I really think that a big part of it was several times a day that baby had skin-to-skin contact with its mother. That calming, reassuring, soothing touch of one human to another that still works on us today as adults was what made that baby healthy and well-adjusted, even more so than the natural human breast milk that it was getting from its mother. That the physical contact was probably just as important. I'm just going to say this and we'll conclude this episode. Human touch is so vitally important that even in this time of social distancing and trying to keep six feet of clearance between you and every other human being on earth, don't underestimate the importance of human touch. Don't be afraid to hold hands with people. Don't be afraid to put your hand on someone's shoulder to comfort them. Don't be afraid to put your arm around somebody. The negative effect of no human touch could end up being the most devastating after effect of this whole coronavirus outbreak. Don't underestimate how important human touch is. Just make sure to wash your hands before you touch your face, and you'll probably be fine. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I appreciate you downloading. I appreciate you listening. Click on like, leave me a comment, share it on social media, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks again. Bye now.